Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. Hello everybody and welcome along to the 10th year of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo series. This year a brand new car, the Super Trofeo Evo for the Huracan model and it uh, made its debut to the world right here one year ago. And it's been racing very successfully here on the IMSA series uh, this year. We're at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca just up the road from Monterey. 11 corners, two and a quarter miles and this place has been around so long that most of the corners have names rather than numbers. The Andretti hairpin uh, at the start of the lap, then up the Rahal straight and the corkscrew, of course, uh, if you prefer. That's turn two, uh, up, the, up the hill from turn six to turn eight and eight, eight. And there's also a good overtaking manoeuvre uh, on at turn 11, the right-hander, uh, the left-hander that ends the race. The cars are rolling on their warm-up, their formation lap. Let's check the grid with Jeremy Shaw. It's live here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Round 9 of this year's Lamborghini Super Trofeo was yesterday. Round 10 is today. There'll be 17 starters on the grid for today's race. Four categories of driver as usual. We have Pro, we have Pro-Am, we have Am, and we have LB Cup for those drivers just starting out in the sport. In the 17th position is Dr. Alex Marmoranu making his debut this weekend in the series for PPM. Incidentally, just hopped out of a Pirelli Trophy. Uh, race Porsche car as well so he's going to be a busy boy this morning in the LB Cup contender car number 88 will be started by, by Mark Proto in the 16th position for US Racetronics alongside him for Dream Racing Motorsports also in the LB Cup is Justin Price in car number 21 row 7 of the grid Brett Meredith for P1 Motorsports in car number 66 uh, alongside him on the grid should have been Sheena Monk in car number 7 who took the pole for Wayne Taylor Racing but had a big accident yesterday. She's recovering in the hospital but will not be starting today's race. 13th position on the grid Martin Barkey in car number 67 for PPM. That's one of the AM contenders. Two more AM cars on row 6. Brian Thenas who won yesterday for US Racetronics in car number 17 and Cameron Castles for Wayne Taylor Racing. Row 5 of the grid is Ryan Hardwick in car number 2 for Dream, Dream Racing Motorsports and Pippa Mann for US Racetronics in car number 63. Another Pro-Am car, car number 71 will start in the 8th position. That's JC Perez for P1 Motorsports and for US Racetronics on the pole in the Am class in car number 09 for the 15th time in his 38th start. Former Am champion is Damon Oakey. Row 3 of the grid, two pro cars. Corey Lewis in car number 29 for Change Racing. And the US Racetronics car number 50, it's Taylor Proto. Row 2 of the grid, the Pro-Am car, Stephen McAleer in car number 10 for Wayne Taylor Racing. And car number 1, a pro car, Jonathan Chicotto in car number 1 also for Wayne Taylor Racing. Another Wayne Taylor Racing car is on the second position on the grid, but first in Pro-Am, first pole in his career, and he's done his, this will be his 14th start for Alex Popow in car number 69. And on the overall pole position for the third time in four races this season, PPM's car number 46 for Shinya Machimi.
Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy Shaw with the grid there. It's a perfect day to go racing. We have unleashed the bulls, the V10 engines singing in the sunshine. And to take you through the 55-0 minute race will be Jeremy Shaw. And first, here's Shea Adam. 11,000 horses being prepared for the start of round 10 of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo race here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Two by two, they come through the very tight turn 11, and they have to be patient because the green flag is about halfway up the hill. Perfect start from our pole sitter. And Shinimashimi in the number 46 with a great getaway, but Alex Popoff and Jonathan Chicado both right on the tail. And Jonathan Chicado is looking for second already. He's going out the inside line. Popoff trying to go the long Long way around turn two and get by the number 46, our pole sitter. And he goes off track and pop off with a big hit on the number 10 car. That was Stephen McAleer starting. And the two of them shoved off the circuit, Jeremy, at turn two. Let's see if they can get moving again, though, because they are on the harder sand. They're not on the gravel. Can they continue? Can they get back to the pit lane? It's a long way to go. And Stephen McAleer with broken rear suspension. Yeah, and uh, two punctures as well. So a lot of, quite a bit of damage to that number 10 car. That was a, a most unfortunate incident Oof. there with uh, Alex uh, Popper trying to go around the outside. And he was kind of ushered off the road on the exit there, wasn't he? By uh, one of the other contenders. Also damage to Taylor Proto. That is our championship leader in Calumet 50. That's a, a replay there. Side-by-side -side contact between uh, Shinji Machimi and, uh, and uh, Popper. And, uh, yeah, that was a uh, most unfortunate. Also, Brian Thien is off the road as well. And Brian Thien, who's been off the road a couple of times so far this weekend, he was the cause of two red flags in two practice sessions, but redeemed himself yesterday by getting a win. Severe damage to the front of that number 69 being driven by Alex Popoff. The left front is missing. Uh, the headlight is dangling down. We are still under green flag condition as it is right now. So for the close of lap one, Jonathan Chicado is our leader as a result of that contact between Mashimi and Popov knocking both cars while off balance. Corey Lewis is in second in the number 29 change racing Lamborghini. And Shinny Mashimi has fallen back to third as now the full course caution is being displayed as Popov's car is stationary just outside of turn three. Yeah, Huge. and that was just kind of one of those racing incidents, I think, at the start there. I mean, you know, Shinya Machimi, he's trying to maintain his, his uh, pole position. Car number 50 has crossed the pit in line while the pits was closed. And this is and huge championship implications, Jeremy, because coming into the race today, the 50 was our leader. Indeed, by uh, five-point margin coming into today's race, unofficially, the results of yesterday have not yet been, uh, been finalised. But uh, he, he, he had no choice but to bring that car into the pit lane. But uh, it is a vi in violation of regulation. So mm -hmm. if they're able to get that number 50 car repaired and out again, he would have to serve a penalty. Let's watch Popoff going around. He mm. was just ushered off the track yeah, by Mashimi. He, he was being a bit aggressive there. They were both being aggressive, yes. which is fair enough at the start of the race. And, you know, clearly Mashimi there, had the, he had the preferred line. He was uh, three-quarters of a car length ahead coming off yep. that corner. And Alex probably with... Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, perhaps might have lifted off there and just tucked in behind him. He, he tried to make the move. He wasn't clearly alongside him coming out of the corner, so they weren't exactly wheel-to-wheel -wheel by any means. Uh, mm. I don't think you can really uh, blame Machimi for that, uh, for that contact. The damage is on both the front and the rear of that number 50 car, the one which came in leading the championship for today's race. It was a 
big hit for poor Stephen McAleer, who was caught out on the uh, left side of the racetrack, driver's left, a victim of that with a big hit. And uh, Alex Popoff is going to be getting out of his number 69 Lamborghini. So the car that started second and on the Pro-Am pole will not be continuing in today's race. No, that's uh, most uh, unfortunate there for uh, Alex, uh, due to be sharing that car with uh, William Hubble this weekend, those two making uh, a return. They were, didn't make the uh, last round, last couple of rounds actually, either at Road America or VIR, but uh, they are, will take no further action in this race. There is number 50 car on pit lane, and uh, the US Astronics team trying to figure out what they can do. What they do need to do is, if uh, in order to score championship points, they need to get that car back out in the race and complete 70% of the distance. So it's going to be a tall, tall order for that team. Well, and the car did enter a closed pit lane because when the full course caution comes out, the pit lane is closed. All right, it had some damage, so it did have to come in. And obviously the driver, Taylor Proto, not feeling that the car was safe to continue around behind the safety car. Otherwise, he would have waited for the pit window to open. Um, but the team also has to be careful with what sort of work they do on the car while the pit lane is closed to avoid incurring a further penalty. Is that Taylor out of the car standing and staring at the front of it, Jeremy? I believe it is. Hmm. Incident involving cars 10 and 69, so that's McAleer and Popoff, is under review. Race Control is taking a further look at that, and that's not a good sign. There was a driver just jumping back over the pit wall in the pit lane from the number 50 machine. So the championship leader, in order to score points, as you rightly say, you need to complete 70% of the race. If you don't, you score zero. So that would be a huge swing in the points. Yeah, it would. Uh, they came in here with a, a five-point edge over... Uh, Corey Lewis and Madison Snow. Let's have another look at this incident once again. Coming off, tracking off the corner there, and and uh, pop off there is. Yeah, McAleer had nothing to do with that. No, I mean, but he was just he an was, victim. He was behind Popoff at the start. He saw that Popoff was pushed off the side of the course right. and drove to driver's left to try and get away from it. Yeah. And Popoff speared across the track, and it looked like Proto was behind them and just sort of got drawn into the contact off the track as well. Exactly. As, as, uh, as Popoff's car veered across the road, everybody behind really much, pretty much there, left with nowhere to go. Bold move around the outside there by uh, Alex of Venezuela, and he's uh, he's almost he's, he's almost alongside at one stage, but as we can see quite clearly there, uh, he didn't have the preferred line, and uh, yep. those uh, those guys behind him were just uh, caught up in that incident. So, where the, that uh, says under review there, number 46 will be part of that re review process as well. Mm. And Taylor Proto with nowhere to go, uh, no fault of his own for being caught up in that incident. He was already off to the left side of the racetrack, and he can't press the cloak of invisibility and make his car disappear so it's just an unfortunate right. uh, and the pit lane is now open having completed one lap behind the safety car so now the US Racetronics guys can go to work on that car and see if there's any way to get that get, get it repaired now back out on the racetrack to at least complete some some laps here and uh, ho hopefully even even better score some points but as I said uh, Piscopo and uh, Taylor Pro Piscopo by the way uh, qualified on pole position yesterday in the uh, pro class and ended up winning the race overall with a, a late uh, 
into a very interesting strategy right at the end of the pit mm. window, at the very, very end of the race because of a long red flag period. Uh, but uh, he was able to hand over that car to Taylor Proto, who got out onto the racetrack just before the safety car came out again because there was another incident at the end of the race. So the race fended, uh, finished under caution, but he was able to get out there uh, onto the racetrack and ended up with the victory. So that was great news for their championship aspirations today, however, not the case at all. And also very much in contention in the championship, just five points behind Corey Lewis and Madison Snow are Brandon Godovic and Shinji Michimi uh, at the moment. Uh, Corey Lewis is ahead of Shinji Michimi uh, on the road right now. They are second and third behind Jonathan Chicotto, who dodged all the bullets there and, and emerged in the lead in car number one. Uh, there was a five points then between the number 29 car and the number 46 coming into the race today. 42 minutes and 15 seconds remaining in this race. So still a lot of racing to go. Your leader is the number one, Jonathan Chicotto, ahead of Corey Lewis in the 29 and then Shinji Mishimi. Pro-Am lead goes to J.C. Perez, the number 71 Lamborghini for P1 Motorsports. Right behind him on track is the Am leader, the 09 of Damon Oki, who has Ryan Hardwick and Martin Barkey, as well as Cameron Castle. So the top four in the Am class running line astern. In LB Cup, it is Brett Meredith, who is ninth overall at the moment. And then rounding out the top 10, Pippa Mann in the number 63, a Pro-Am entrant. She's sharing the car this weekend with Mike Headland. And we welcome Mike to the championship. Damon Oki might be okay with the fact that we are under caution right now, Jeremy, because it gives him an opportunity to get the feel of his car. He had very successful qualifying efforts, did Damon, for both of these races, and a guy who's got a lot of experience around this racetrack in high-horsepower race cars. Yeah, that's right, and uh, you're a former champion in the AM class a couple of years ago, making his comeback to the series this year after, after missing a racing season in 2017 and was in great shape yesterday. He, uh, he, he as you say, qualified on the pole again yesterday. He was leading the race. Unfortunately, uh, after the restart and after the pit stops, he inadvertently clipped the rear end of Martin Barkey's car coming through the Andretti hairpin at turn two. Uh, Barkey spun. Oki was assessed a, uh, an incident responsibility penalty. He had to serve a drive-through, and that dropped him down to third place in the, uh, in the AM points at the end of the race. So he lost a little, little bit of ground to uh, Ryan Hardwick, who leads the points in AM coming into this weekend. And also, uh, now is running, in, well, this week, this morning is running in second position. Good start there by Martin Barkey, by the way, in car number 67. He's moved his, his way up from 13th position on the starting grid to 7th position now and 3rd in the AM class. He's sharing that car with Shea Holbrook, who did an excellent job yesterday. If you're new to this championship, you might be wondering, how come we have some cars with one driver and some cars with two? How is that fair? Well, there is a mandatory pit stop that takes place in the middle of this race between, uh, well, but about halfway down so that everybody gets an opportunity to get equal driver time should they choose to split it that way. If you are coming onto the pit lane for a two driver duo, you must spend 84 seconds from pit in to pit out. If you're driving by yourself, it's 87 seconds. So that is how IMSA has declared it to be a more equal and fair opportunity. And Jeremy, it's worked out really well this year. That three second gap seems to be 
just exactly what the doctor ordered. Yes, uh, unfortunately, however, in the uh, and in the pro and pro am classes, you have to have two, two drivers sharing a car for this year. But in am and LB Cup, the two lesser experienced categories, you have a choice. You can either do it solo or you can have a co-driver. And in the am class, uh, the 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 only uh, co-driver situation is car number sixty-seven. Well, yesterday, with a uh, after a full course caution. Everybody came into the pits together, or several cars came into the pits together. The number 67 car had been behind, but because of that shorter pit stop time, it came out ahead. And that was Martin Barkey who took over, took over the wheel from Shea uh, Holbrook. And the previous leader, Damon Oakey, because he's ha had a longer pit stop mandated, he came out behind him and he was kind of caught unawares when Martin didn't get on the throttle quite when he thought he was going to coming out of the Andretti hairpin. That, that was what led to that incident and the penalty for Damon. So it, was, it does work well. And the reason for the discrepancy is that if a driver is driving the entire 50-minute race solo, he knows from the first into the race how the car is handling, what the track conditions are like. But for the driver hopping in at the pit stop, he or she uh, has to get used to the handling characteristics of the car in, at that moment and how the track feels as well. So it takes a little bit, little bit of time to get up to speed, therefore, and that is why the, there is that three-second discrepancy. And generally speaking, it works out well, but unfortunately, yesterday, it was, it was exactly that that caused the, effectively caused the problem. But hey, that's, uh, that's just one of those things that happens. Both of the Lamborghinis that were too damaged to drive back to the pit lane have been loaded onto the flatbeds and escorted off to the racetrack. We should be seeing the safety car pulling away ever so slightly as they come through the bottom of the corkscrew after such a huge fall. We should be getting ready to go back to green. Safety car into the pit lane. We are going racing once again in round 10 of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series Championship. And these drivers have been waiting a very long time for their opportunity to put the pedal to the metal. Green flag in the air. Jonathan Chicago sees it and nobody alongside of him. So Corey Lewis, Shinny Mishimi, and JC Perez, the top four cars in a line. Chicago with no one in front of him going into turn one. That is a different experience for the young Italian. Corey Lewis, though, will not let that black and blue car get too far ahead as Brett Meredith looked like he was having a look down the inside of Cameron Castle's two cars in two different classes, but they are identical in their specifications. It is the driver that makes the difference here in this series as Pippa Mann has her hands full of Brian Thenis. Yeah, Brian Thenis uh, rejoining after that uh, incident at the first corner and uh, car number 46 has been issued a penalty for incident responsibility, the drive-through. Okay. Um, uh, so that's the the call from race control, the number 46 car that was leading coming off the hairpin. He was judged to have effectively ushered the number 10 car off the road. I think that's a bit harsh, quite frankly, but uh, that's the way it's been called. And you know, this is it's a it's a semi-professional series, so the the, the the stewards demand respect from the drivers effectively, and I think that is why that penalty has been called there on Shinny Machimi. So car number 46 will have to do survey drive through penalty. And that'll drop him right to the back of the pack. And the number 50 from Taylor Proto, the championship leader coming in, has not resumed, and the car is still up on jacks with mechanics working in the right front. So they're still working to try and get that car back out. But as of right now, the 50 is in the pit lane. Our leader, Jonathan Chicado, will be overly joyed to see 
that he has only one car behind him, really, that he needs to fight for the pro win with the impending penalty from the number 46. But Corey Lewis in that number 29 white Lamborghini is never somebody you want to see in your rearview mirror because Corey, a very good driver, very, very adept and uh, skilled. He has won many races and a championship in Lamborghinis before, including the 12 hours of Sebring this year. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to grab the bull by the horns, if you'll forgive the pun. Yeah, 50, in 2015 was the uh, Pro-Am world champion in Lamborghini Super Trofeo, Corey Lewis, and he is uh, dogging the wheel tracks here of Jonathan Chicotto, the youngster leads this race. Jonathan Chicotto sh will share this car with Trent Hinman, and uh, they've had no luck at all this season. More, more bad luck yesterday. Trent Hinman was, uh, was running super strong in the early part of the race, but had a, had a, 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 a problem with the brakes. It, it wasn't really slowing him down too much, but there was a, the, the ABS, ABS system was kind of, it wasn't working perfectly, let's put it that way. When he came in for the pit stop, he overshot his pit slightly. Jonathan got into the car and, uh, and the, the team manager didn't like look at the data and, and, and retired that car. Uh, Trent wasn't very happy about that. He, re he reckoned that uh, Jonathan couldn't be able to continue, but the decision was made to retire the car. And uh, so today they are looking to bounce back and they're doing that in the best possible way right now. It's Jonathan Chicotto who leads the race for Wayne Taylor Racing in car number one. And he had set the fastest lap time until Corey Lewis right behind him stole that honor back. So we're looking at lap times right now in the 126s for our top three and should point out that the 46 of Shinny Machini yet to serve the drive through penalty. He does have three laps to come in and get that done and he cannot make the mandatory pit stop when you do your drive through penalty that is something all on its own so there is no way to benefit through that Martin Barkey has his hands full as he gets well attacked by Cameron Castles the Canadian and Brett Meredith right behind as well Barkey and Castles fighting for the third position in the end category Brett Meredith the LB Cup leader just trying to get as far up the grid as he can right now and this is a 50 minute race as we watch that battle heading up to the court crew with Martin Barkey under heavy, heavy pressure there from Cameron Castles, Brett Meredith, uh, and also uh, Pippa Mann right there, and Brian Thena. Yeah. So it is a super battle. And uh, and the pit stop has to be made any time between uh, 20 and 30 minutes into the race. So it'll be about less than three minutes now when the pit window will open. It'll be open for 10 minutes for all of the cars to come onto pit lane. And you don't have to come in as soon as the window opens, but you do have to come in before the window closes as we now can confirm the 46 serving the drive through penalty. So that means Jonathan Chicago, who last time around set an even faster lap. He and Corey Lewis both into the 125s as a spin as Barkey gets a little bit of help turned around. Cameron Castle slowed down and Brian Thenas did a really nice job not to run into the back, but Barkey is still stationary. In turn two, just beyond the apex, getting the car refired and trying to get it back into gear. The good news is he is well off the racing line. He does manage to get it flipped back in the right direction, but now he's going to be quite a bit riled up as Cameron Castles had a very late look down the inside, a dive. I believe that'll be a penalty too, Jeremy, because that was not a pass that anyone saw coming. Yes. Mm. It opened the door for Brett Meredith, though, in the P1 Motorsports Lamborghini. So the bright green and black machine going through saying thank you very much. And I would be more than happy to go up to sixth position overall. Martin Barkey, who will be uh, using some not broadcastable language on the radio right now. 
He'll have a bit of a challenge laid out ahead of him. Martin Berkey, the only tandem driver in the uh, AM category, sharing with Shea Holbrook a little bit later in that number 67 machine. The 47 was a two-car line, two-driver lineup yesterday, Correct. but not today. Correct. Yes. Rob Eklund Jr. Sh shared that car yesterday with uh, Dolik's. Uh, Dr. Alex Marmarino, Marmarano, but today uh, Rob not driving the car, so Alex will drive that car solo in car number 47. And the incident involving cars 33, Cameron Castles, and 67, Martin Barkey, is under review. It's a little bit of Canada on Canada violence there, Jeremy. Yes. I'm not sure how they would feel about that. I bo bet both of them are saying sorry profusely. JC Perez, the Pro-Am leader running sort of a solo race right now. He's six seconds behind Corey Lewis and Jonathan Chicago fighting for the overall lead. And he's got a two and a half second gap over another Canadian, Damon Oki, the Am leader. So in Pro, Pro-Am and Am, four out of the top four, three of them are class leaders. And in LB Cup, Brett Meredith has roughly a three second gap over Jamie Price, who is Justin Price, excuse me, who's running in second in the LB Cup class. Mark Proto in the 88 is running third. And there is a flat tire for Martin Barkey. Oh no, in the 67, that's the corner to the left rear that was hit by the right front of Cameron Castle's car. Oh dear, Martin Barkey is not going to be happy right now. No, it's uh, twice in two days he's been uh, the, the innocent victim down yeah. there at the Andretti hairpin. And that was a, a long way back for yeah. Cameron Castles. And he yeah. has been handed incident responsibility for the contact with Martin Barkey. So that will be a drive through and Cameron Castles is in serving it now. Brian Thenis is also in the pit lane as the window has opened. We are just under 30 minutes to go, 29 minutes and 20 seconds. And a couple callers to the pit lane, including Pippa Mann in the 63 Pro-Am entrance. She shares and we'll be handing over to Mike Headland. Cameron Castles has already served his drive-through and is back out on the race circuit. Martin Barkey, who is now almost two laps behind Castles though, because he has had to crawl back to the pit lane. He's done a really good job of making sure that that Pirelli doesn't come apart and damage the car though. I'm, I'm impressed with that as Barkey comes into the pit lane. And this kind of works for them, Jeremy, because it's within the pit window. So Barkey can get out of the car. They can put a new left rear on the beautiful blue and black Lamborghini. And Shay Holbrook can see what she can do around the circuit. Yeah, and uh, she was uh, looking forward to today's rest. Unfortunately, now she got some more work to do than she had uh, hoped for with that uh, penalty as well. And now, oh, not, not the penalty, but the uh, incident, and now having to make a pit stop to change a tire. The good news is, they can at least change the tyre at the same time as they change drivers because, as, you, as Shay was saying, the pit window is open. And this time around, with 12 laps in the books, the third place car of JC Perez uh, is the uh, Pro-Am leader also onto pit lane. And that will mean Laura Spinelli taking over, a man who was very fast earlier in the week, set the pole position overall for yesterday's race. Brian Thenis managing to get around Brett Meredith. That is for position on track, not class. So fifth place for Brian Thenis now as he is chasing back to try and catch up to Ryan Hardwick and Damon Oki, who run second and first respectively in the AM category. 
So J.C. Perez handing over to Laura Spinelli. Mark Proto, also in the pit lane, will be handing over the LB Cup car, number 88, to Paris Mullins. Mike Hedlund leaving the pit lane in the number 63 Pro-Am car, which Pippa Mann started. Brandon Godovic now in the 46. That is slightly delayed in the Pro category due to that incident responsibility for the crash off the start of the race. He is taken over from Shinny Mashimi. Martin Barkey in the pit lane, taking over, or handing over to Shea Holbrook as Cameron Castles looks down the inside of Dr. Marmorano for a position on track. That would be eighth position and fourth in the AM class. This is a battle for position, Jeremy. It is, and uh, the uh, heart surgeon here, Dr. Alex, is uh, doing a pretty good job. He's getting up to speed in this car. He had some laps on Thursday during the test. That was the first time he'd ever driven the Lamborghini. He's driven a lot of different race cars over the years, including some pretty quick ones. But this is his first experience in this car, and he's absolutely loving it. Our leader is in the pit lane. Jonathan Chicago brings the number one for Wayne Taylor Racing onto the pit lane and gets out, which means Trent Hinman, a guy who has won here with Cameron Castles, the man with the yellow mirrors on his black Lamborghini who just made a great pass for the fourth place in Am and eighth overall. It's, uh, it's going to be a bit of fun for Trent Hinman driving on the racetrack with Cameron, his old driving partner. Corey Lewis is now our leader since he has yet to come into the pit lane in the number 29 change racing Lamborghini. When he does come into the pit lane, he'll be handing over to his fellow Sebring 12-hour winner, Madison Snow. Damon Oki still out on track in that number 09 Lamborghini as well, still leads the AM class, and now it is Justin Price in the 21 LB Cup contender. He leads for that class fourth overall as Corey dives into the pit lane, so the 29 is in. Damon Oki, should he stay out, will be our race leader. Ryan Hardwick, who's got his hands full with Mike Hedlund. And Mike, with a really solid dive down the inside at the final turn, gets the power down early, and the pass is made. Mike is in the Pro-Am class, and Ryan, who is in Pro-Am, they're not battling for track position because Hardwick, Oki came into the pit lane, Hardwick stays out, Hardwick is our leader. That was Mike Hedlund getting his lap back effectively. The driver change going on for the Lamborghini representing the dealership of Charlotte this weekend. Change racing is. And a bit interesting, Jeremy. They started out the year representing a different dealership and switched allegiances. Still all North Carolina, though, for change racing. Ryan Hardwick leads on price, on track position right now on Price and then Castles. Those three have yet to come into the pit lane to make their stop. Oki waiting patiently, not getting out of the car, not even having a bit of a drink, just staying in the zone. Let's see, who is on an L-lap? Madison Snow has triggered the pit exit. So now the 29 is back on the circuit. We'll have to see where he cycles back out if he is indeed in the lead ahead of Trent Hedman. I believe he is, Jeremy. I think the 29 got out ahead of the one. I think you might be right. That would be a great pit stop then from the change racing organization. No. No, he's not. Hedman is ahead. There goes the number one, there goes 29 past Ooh. us in turn four. They're within sight of one another. Yes, they are. 
So that is going to be a battle that shakes out as Ryan Hardwick comes into the pit lane, gives up the overall lead. Brandon Godovic is trying to fight back for some track position right now. He is in the ninth place, having just taken that away from the 17 of Brian Thenis, who runs fourth in the AM class. But the first and second cars, the first car in the pit lane now, the second place car just coming into the pit lane, that will all cycle through and shake out and bring everybody back together. We have three minutes left in the pit window. So if you haven't already been in, excuse me, car number 21 and car number 33, you might want to get in soon. And Jeremy, the 50 is rolling. So Taylor Proto, the car that he brought in, and Eduardo Piscopo should be taking it back out is on the racetrack again. The car that was leading the championship at the green flag in today's race has resumed on the racetrack. Will they be able to get enough laps in to score points? That is the question because it comes back out on the circuit with 23 minutes remaining. I don't know if that's enough. A 50 minute race and he spent 30, well, not quite 30, maybe 25 of them in the pit lane. It's gonna be close. Ryan Hardwick exits. So now we're just waiting on the 21 and the 33. Those are the only two cars who have yet to make their pit stops as finally Mr. Price decides to make the hard left turn onto the pit lane, which means Cameron Castles is the only one of our cars who hasn't done the mandatory stop. And I say mandatory stop because he did come down the pit lane to serve a penalty, and now he does come back onto the pit lane. So it will be Trent Hinman retaking the lead, which Jonathan Chicago had from about lap two, well, halfway around lap one, in fairness. Madison Snow in second in the 29 change racing Lamborghini. Loris Spinelli in third, the first of the Pro-Am runners. And then for the AM class, it's still cycling itself back out. The number one just going into turn two, now hitting the apex, letting the car drift back out, pulling it tight for the second half of the apex, and then setting up for turn three. It's a very technical part of the track after you've come across the start-finish line. All the little twisty bits, as we like to say. Trent Hammond crosses in front of us now, Madison Snow, now. So yeah, that's and, a and five second Now gap. in third position is uh, Loris Spinelli, Oops. who was the uh, uh, pole sitter for yesterday's race in car number 71, the leading pro-am car, as you see Dr. Alex. Uh, Went for a spin at the exit of turn five, but has kept it on the hard standing sand, as much of an oxymoron as that sounds, and not in the gravel should be able to have enough traction as he turns the wheel as far over to the left as he can to try and be pointed in the right direction when he manages to re-engage the throttle, waiting for a safe opportunity. And this would be waiting for the marshals to signal him when it is clear to go. He does manage to get things going again and stays well off the racing line to get all of the dirty stuff out from underneath the car, not on the preferred line. Very nice driving, do have to say. And while we have a moment, thank you to all of our marshals and volunteers out there around WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. We could not race if it weren't for you being out there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And we hope we're putting on a good show for you this weekend. Dr. Alex, who actually spun fairly close in front of the leaders, 
Glad to see that he managed to get things going again and is now running just in front of Brett Meredith, our LB Cup leader, who has a, well, almost Ooh. six second advantage over Justin Price. A dusty moment there for Trent Hinman coming off turn four, just using up a little bit, uh, well, all, all of the uh, exit Kirby and a little bit of dirt as well. Hmm. Pushing hard then is Trent. Yes, indeed. Although I don't know that guy to ever not give 110%, except for when he's on fuel save mode, which he does very, very well in long distance endurance races. Trent Hinman, a man who won a fuel saving race earlier this year in a different IMSA sanction series. He is a very bright star in terms of American sports car racing, the 2017 Lamborghini Super Trofeo champion with seven wins. He was the Pro-Am champion in 2016. He was the Continental Tire sports car champion in 2014. The youngest ever pole sitter in that series still to this day. And he was one of your Team USA boys. Not a bad resume for young Trent Hinman, and we expect to be calling his name for a long time yet. Yeah, very talented guy and uh, super, just a heads-up driver as well. And he's loving the variety he's getting uh, this weekend. He had a good strong run yesterday in the Conantar Sports Car Challenge race. He led for a portion of it as well and was looking good. Unfortunately, he... Uh, he knows how, what tire degradation is all about in this race. Right? Mm. He had it yesterday, so he's making sure that he's keep, he keeps his Pirelli tires underneath him for the latter stages of this race, 17 minutes remaining. That brings up a very good point, Jeremy. They do have the mandatory pit stop, but they don't change the tires during that. So whatever abuse your co-driver does to the tires is what you have to deal with for the second half of the race. It's why being a nice co-driver is something it, it's good to learn in this series and the series is very very good about teaching you how to be a well-rounded racing driver two races per weekend in the first race the starting driver will then finish the second race so you get an opportunity every weekend to experience all the responsibilities needed of being a racing driver especially in the endurance form it's all well and good if you can qualify and start a race but if you can't finish a race, well, factories aren't going to look at you. And we do have a full array of drivers and of experience levels in this series. We've got people like Trent Himmon, like Madison Snow, like Laura Spinelli, who want someday to be a factory-blessed driver for a major manufacturer, whether it's Lamborghini or someone else, if they're fortunate enough to get picked up by Lamborghini. We've got also drivers who are doing this for a bit of fun, like Ryan Hardwick, who owns a dealership in Atlanta. Check his Instagram if you have a bit of time, because that man lives the life we all wish we did. It's a, a good life to be when you get to drive a race car, and that's just the weekend job. Yeah, and he's, uh, he, he's, he is certainly having an awful lot of fun, but he's doing a very, very good job as well. They're running mm -hmm. in the sixth position right now. He's second in AM behind Damon Oki, but he is... Turning faster lap times. Look at last time, last round. Yeah, he pulled. He was half a second quicker than Damon Oki last time around. But Damon's got a lead over Hardwick of around about uh, four seconds. So he'll be keeping an eye on that. He'll be keeping kept informed by his US Astronics team. Will be will Damon Oki to, to make sure he doesn't allow Ryan Hardwick to get too much closer. Those two are in a pretty good battle for the AM Championship. 
coming into the weekend. They were separated by nine points. Uh, and with Damon Oakey's penalty yesterday, it dropped him behind Ryan Hardwick. So Ryan Hardwick came home in, in second place. It was Brian Sinas who won the AM class yesterday. But Damon Oakey scored another point for the pole this morning. So if he can maintain these positions right now, he will make some ground uh, towards Ryan Hardwick in the battle for that championship. A slight intake of breath from me is the number 88 of Paris Mullins, the LB Cup championship leader. Uh, went past Dr. Alex around the inside of turn four, and Dr. Alex didn't see him there initially, turned in, and then realized, oh no, wait, I'd better yield. It was not a position on track for anything championship-wise for Dr. Alex. He saw that uh, Paris Mullins was trying to make his way through and catch back up to Brett Meredith and very, very smartly moved out of the way. I'm impressed with Dr. Alex this weekend, I do have to say, in the number 47. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of car, this certainly, and uh, he's uh, had a couple of uh, revolutions, but undaunted Carazona con continues his learning curve. Madison Snow now has a green machine in his rearview mirror. Laura Spinelli has caught up to the 29 white change racing Lamborghini and is closing in rapidly. They are separated by 1.1 seconds the last time through. Laura Spinelli, who we know is really fast, will also be aware of the fact that Madison Snow is thinking championship at this stage. The competitors that they are trailing in the championship, the Change Racing Organization, are currently in the 15th position, having just pulled back into the pit lane. I don't think they are going to be scoring points today, Jeremy, for the 50 car. The 29 will have heard on the radio. Madison Snow will be aware of the fact that the 50 is struggling and knows maximum championship points today. Don't throw away a second place finish just because there's somebody else behind you. Yeah, true. Great battle going on between Damon Oki and Mike Hedlund. Two different classes, albeit, but on track for the fourth position as Oki seeds to Mike Hedlund going into turn two. Beautifully done. Mike Hedlund, who's got to be grinning from ear to ear driving one of these things. Yeah, loving it. He's, he he uh, found his way past Ryan Hardwick a couple of laps ago. Close up on the tail of Damon Oki has made that position as well. So now his, uh, his, next, his sights next will be set on the Loris Spinelli, who is the Pro-Am leader in third place. But uh, Loris Spinelli uh, is, uh, is well ahead of almost half a minute ahead. So I don't think he's going to be able to catch him uh, unless something very strange goes on or unless Loris Spinelli has some sort of a problem. But this has been an excellent debut for Mike Hedlund. He's from Woodland, Cali Woodside, California, up in the Bay Area. And uh, he has driven a lot of different cars over the years and a lot of different cars here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. But he uh, is absolutely grinning from ear to ear uh, whenever you start talking to him about this Lamborghini. I hope we'll get to see more of Mike in this series next year. It's a good fit for him. As Madison Snow is four and a half seconds back from Trent Him and that gap has been stable but now Laura Spinelli three tenths of a second not even. He's alongside Madison Snow going into turn three gets the pass done. Madison very respectful clearly with championship ringing in the back of his brain. Let Spinelli go through and now we have a Pro car, pro am, pro car, pro am. It was not any effect at all for points for Madison. He is okay taking home second place. But he made a very wise move there not to debate the track position for second overall. Yeah, for Madison Snow, um, this, this is certainly good for their, for their championship aspirations. They're going to make some ground 
potentially quite a bit of ground on Eduardo Piscopo and Taylor Proto and quite likely mm. take over the championship lead if they can just maintain that second position or th third position on the road but second in the pro category. This is the last race on American soil this year for the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series. The next time that they take a green flag, it will be in the middle of November in Vallelunga, Italy. So there is a little bit of honor to be had by winning the final race in the States. But it doesn't mean you win the championship just yet. It's not all said and done. Ryan Hardwick, who has Shinya Mishimi's car, Brandon Godovic, now driving it behind him. That would be for the sixth position on track. Again, not a class battle. Hardwick, who is second in AM right now, about three and a half behind Damon Oki. He would be okay with Brandon Godovic going ahead of him, I would imagine, because then Brandon sort of clears a bit of a way and hopefully drags him along to his championship rival, Damon Oki. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. Just watching Laura Spinelli's lap time, the 22-year-old Italian is in car number 71 in that Pro-Am car run by P1 Motorsports. And the gap between himself and Trent Hinman, 4.2 seconds. The gap between the first and second place cars had been pretty stable, about 4.5 seconds. That was before uh, Spinelli found his way past Madison Snow. So now we will see how much faster Loris Spinelli can go now that he has clear track and whether with 10 minutes remaining, he can close the deficit to the race leader, Trent Hinman. Eduardo Piscopo is leaving the pit lane once again. I don't think they're gonna be anywhere near even 50% laps complete though, Jeremy. They've uh, done five so far compared to 23 of the leaders. So a nightmare situation for the number 50 crew. Not the weekend that they were hoping for. US Racetronics not gonna be thrilled with this race. No, most unfortunately, they're mm. just in the wrong place in the wrong time. Yep. At the beginning there was uh, Taylor Proto. So nothing, no, it wasn't his fault I in any way, shape or form, but no. very much the uh, kind of innocent victim there. Would be a bit of redemption though, at least if Damon Oki can come home with the win. He runs for that team as well, and he is leading in the AM category. This battling duo though of Ryan Hardwick and Brandon Godovic is closing up on Damon Oki. So if they can just behave a little bit as long as Godovic doesn't take Hardwick's focus away and Hardwick just keeps looking forward, we might wind up with a three car battle for the fifth place overall. And that am lead. Well, this battle's all the way, all the way around this uh, two and a quarter mile racetrack here at WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca. Watching here the battle between Ryan Hardwick and Brandon Godovic. Godovic, of course, is a, is a pro car. Hardwick is an AM, second in AM behind Damon Oki, who leads. But I was just watching the race leader, Trent Henry, who's now coming up on a, on a three-car battle. Uh, cars on different laps, actually, and he's got to work his way through those. And looming these mirrors all the time is that green and white machine. There it is, car number 71. Number 47 car, that's Dr. Alex Marmaranu, who is uh, a couple of laps down but uh, he's got to get past him in order to chase that man heading off down towards the ready hairpin as our race leader Trent Inman in car number one. Laura Spinelli looking for a way around the outside of Dr. Alex and Dr. Alex moves to the outside to leave a clear path. Marmorano making a very distinct impression of where he wanted Spinelli to try and get by and Loris does just that. Trent Hinman focusing forward a, a second and a half gap it has come down a bunch over the last few laps. 
1.6 seconds taken out of Trent Hinman the last time around. Right, and that's a result of Gosh. Trent Hinman trying to have, having, he was the first guy to encounter that traffic. He had to mm -hmm. find his way through and uh, and Loris Binet kind of taking the advantage, taking advantage of that because he could see, or, or the, the, the lapped cars knew there was cars coming up behind him and they were able to get out of the way a little bit and leave him a little bit easier passage through that traffic. So now the gap less than a second and a half and still with seven minutes remaining. Trent Hinman doesn't need to win the race overall to take home the maximum number of points in the pro category, and he is still very much in that championship as well. It should be the number 29 change racing crew, Madison Snow and Corey Lewis reclaiming the championship lead, but with that number one machine getting the maximum amount of points out of today's race, well, that certainly wouldn't hurt anything. Trent Hinman would be aware of that, and he would also know Laura Spinelli and the desire, the passion, the need to get the overall win seemingly from that number 71 crew. You don't want to throw it all away for the overall win when it means you're still getting the same amount of points. Trent Hinman is a smart cookie. He'll be knowing that before the team can even tell him anything on the radio. Six and a half minutes to go. The gap is 1.3 seconds from first to second. The number one, Trent Hinman leading the number 71 of Laura Spinelli, and Spinelli pushing hard, drops two wheels off the left side at the exit of turn four, and Dr. Alex Marmorano goes for another spin. That is in car number 47. He is parked pretty much underneath the Continental Tire Bridge just at the exit of turn three. Just yeah, that's a pretty dodgy place to be. Yeah. Just waiting for him to refire the car. There we go. Now he gets it pointed in the right direction, drives off-road, but no harm, no foul. And the battle for the lead is on. Trent Himmon with Cameron Castles right in front of him. A team car for the Wayne Taylor Racing Organization. Castles pulls over towards driver's left to let the battle through. Very classy driving. Castles, a longtime co-driver of Trent Himmon, will have been aware who that was looming in his mirror, but will also see that Trent is under some pressure. I'm very impressed that Castles did not try to get in the way of that battle, though. That would have been a, a strong temptation to see a team car in that sort of a situation to want to help your teammate, but instead to just say, nope, let the racing gods have their way with it. Yeah, he's a proper sportsman, yep. is uh, Cameron Castles. So, uh, as you say, he's been... He's only been around, around racing uh, three or four years, but he's certainly gained a lot of experience during that time driving all sorts mm. of different cars. So he knows uh, when to uh, when to take the fights to somebody and when not to. And that was clearly an opportunity there just to let those guys go and perhaps even try and follow them, maybe learn a thing or two. Once Ooh. again, Loris Spinelli, they're using every inch of the road and more the exit of turn four in his efforts to catch up with Trent Hinman. And catching Trent is one thing, passing him is another, even though Spinelli is within half a second of our leader in that number one machine. He still has to get around him, and that is easier said than done as they take the climb up that long hill, the rail straight up to the corkscrew, breaking, turn left, dive over the bottom of the corkscrew. The road disappears for Trent Hinman, but he believes it's still there, and it is as they continue to fall story after story, approaching turn 10, the second to last corner on this track, before they set up, let the cars run out to the left and pull them back over to the right. Spinelli has a look and thinks better of it, falls back into line. You want a good run out of turn 11 because the straight can feel very long if you don't have a good run and you just watch the car ahead of you get smaller and smaller 
but Laura Spinelli still on the tail. He will have every inch of that number one machine memorized. Jeremy? Yes, this is a fascinating battle because uh, mm. contact between the two there and uh, Spinelli. Uh, Spinelli rubs the rear end of Hinman's car. Trent Hinman doesn't really like that. No. And he's uh, he's going to take exception. He's not going to make things easy for Spinelli here. Spinelli's going to try and get the inside line into turn four. That's dodgy. That. I say he's made the pass. That was a very forceful move there by Spinelli as he uh, pushes Hinman off the road on the exit. This is a, a battle for position on the road, but it's not a class battle. And uh, I think both of these two, or particularly Trent Hinman, he has to, yes. to look at the, the big picture here. He's, he's uh, had a difficult start to the season, lost a lot of ground yesterday in the championship, but you know, the championship aspiration is not over for that team. And he needs to get as many points as he can. He will still get the maximum points in the pro class if he could bring that car home in second place. And the important thing that Trent Hinman will be aware of is that Madison Snow is six seconds behind him. That is the good news. Is we get another opportunity to see the the yeah. attempted pass going into turn two. Spinelli came from a long way back and carried more speed through the apex of turn two, but whereas Hinman got on the brakes to pull the car back into the second part of the apex, Spinelli just left it wide open and used Trent as a bit of a buffer. He did, and uh, I fancy uh, the stewards might want to have a look at that one as well. Yeah. I mean, it was the same sort of instance we've seen earlier on. We've seen penalties given out, so I'm yeah. sure the uh, I'd be surprised if we didn't see a, uh, an under-investigation the only thing I can think of is maybe Spinelli has a bit more of tires left under him. Maybe he had a bit more grip coming through that portion of the track, and maybe he just managed to get a bit more traction than Trent did. Sure. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there, but I, I definitely agree with you. I think the stewards will want to see that on instant replay maybe once or twice. And we certainly did, because it's fun to watch. But Laura Spinelli now leads in the number 71 for P1 Motorsports. We've got a minute and 45 seconds left in round number 10 of this championship. Hard to believe we're already in double digits. The season has just flown by. Trent Hinman second overall, but leading the Pro-Am class ahead of Madison Snow in the number 29 machine for Change Racing fourth overall and second in Pro-Am, Mike Headland doing a fantastic job in the number 63 machine. Damon Oki, our AM leader, is in fifth. Behind him, Ryan Hardwick is still fighting off Brandon Kadovic. Hardwick in the AM class, Kadovic in the Pro, running second and third in their classes respectively. They have been tethered together. I think somebody forgot to cut the bungee cord between those two cars this morning. Well, they have, and, and Ryan Hardwick, he's only, he's only two seconds behind Damon Oki, and that is the battle for the uh, for the AM class honors as, the, as uh, the white flag is brandished there to Loris Spinelli and Trent Hinman at the front of the field. 1.5 seconds is the gap that Spinelli has been able to pull out over Trent Hinman near enough over that last lap. So very impressive. Madison Snow in third. He is five and a half seconds back. So he managed to pull in a little bit on him in the last time around. In LB Cup, it is the other P1 Motorsports machine, the other green and black Lamborghini leading. That would be Brett Meredith, who holds nearly a 10-second gap over second in class, and our championship leaders in the number eight, Paris Mullins. So he'll be okay with the fact that he's in second this weekend. For Laura Spinelli, another climb up toward the corkscrew. Last time that he will have to do this at any sort of racing speed this year. Takes the left-hander, goes down the right, runs perfectly to the edge of the track, setting up for turn nine. 
just doesn't even come close to hitting the apex on that one, Jeremy. I think Spinelli has run out of tires finally as he goes through turn 10 off to driver's left, pulls the car back over to the right on the brakes hard, getting ready for the turn in to 11. And then the sweet moment of release. You don't have to turn the steering wheel anymore so we can stick a hand out the window. And the win goes to the number 71, Laura Spinelli and JC Perez, overall winners and pro-am in the pro class. Big round of applause for Trent Hinman and Jonathan Chicato in the number one machine for Wayne Taylor Racing. They get the pro win. It's Madison Snow and Corey Lewis who come home second in the number 29 as we wait for our AM leader to come see the checkered flag. It's almost all downhill from here, Damon. You just have to make it up that little bit at the start finish line to claim the checker, but he's two corners to go before the Canadian will get that honor. And behind him, Ryan Hardwick now in camera shot, less than two seconds back. Damon Oki makes it out of the final turn though, gets the power down. So Hardwick will see the car he is chasing, but it will not be an opportunity because Damon Oki gets the win in the AM category. The 09 comes home ahead of the number two of Ryan Hardwick. It's still Ryan Hardwick leading the championship. And for LB Cup, it is a weekend sweep for P1 Motorsports. Both of the Lamborghinis that wear the livery of the Chupacabra will get the victory as Brett Meredith, first weekend running with the team, delivers the checkered flag to them in the number 66 Lamborghini ahead of Paris Mullins and Mark Proto in the number 88 in LB Cup. Third in that category is Justin Price. Well, brilliant stuff for another 50 minutes packed with action from the Lamborghini Super Trophy Series. My thanks to Shea Adam and to Jeremy Shaw. Before we sign off, Jeremy is doing a little bit of <laughs> just a little bit of arithmetic very quickly after an action-packed start to the race, and that has championship implications, Jeremy. Yeah, well, very much so, and uh, it'll kind of depend. Uh, the results from yesterday are still uh, provisional at this stage, uh, but this was certainly an action-packed race, and if... If t uh, Taylor Proto and Eduardo Piscopo have, have completed enough distance to score some points, they will get eight points, and they will have 118 points. That will be one more than Corey Lewis and Madison Snow. So going to the final weekend, just one point between those two. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, we have more racing throughout the rest of the season for the Lamborghini Super Trofeo 10th edition here on IMSA and IMSA TV. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.